This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you are destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome, welcome back, Ordained Educators, for another episode. We are so very excited for this particular episode. We have an interview with an incredible, energetic, uplifting, dynamic academic assistant principal by the name of Maria Green. Maria started as a teacher, then became an academic coach, and now she's an assistant principal. She is so divine and ordained to do what she's doing that the mayor of Detroit announced when she was 10 years old, gave her the award of the young peacemaker of Detroit. And she has been trailing and blazing ever since. She is definitely the right person for the topic for today. Today, our topic is build relationships. Yes, we need to make sure that we are establishing and shoring up our relationships during the middle of this crisis that our entire world is going through. We're going to be blessed with six tips from Maria right after this word from our sponsor. Thank you to Exponential Edge Adventures for sponsoring this week's episode. Calling all educators. Do you desire to get better results? Or are you seeking to influence more people? Maybe you want to be viewed as the glue that holds people together. Or do you seek to improve the quality in your environment? We have a solution to support you. We're offering a free introductory extreme execution coaching session for podcast listeners who want a confidential personality profile analysis. Act fast. Just go to simplytomorrow.com and get yours today. It's absolutely free. Just use the offer code SOLUTION. All right, ordained educators, we have with us today the dynamic Maria Green. So Maria, you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? So hello, audience. My name is Maria Green. I am honored and privileged to be here um, in this seat today with the phenomenal Bridget Jackson. She has been my inspiration um, in education. So to be here is just blowing my mind. I'm so excited. Um, a little about myself. My name is Maria Green, as I stated. Um, I am an educator. I am a third generation educator. I love to say that because it means so much to me. It has shaped me. Um, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother was an, an educator. My mother was an educator. And I myself am an educator. So I like to say that teaching is in my blood. Um, God <laughs> created me to teach, <laughs> created me to do this. So I am so excited to be here. Um, a little about myself. I've been in education going on about seven years, but I've been doing education stuff since I was five years old. Um, I think I started teaching my invisible class around then. Um, but I'm so excited to be here. I'm married to a wonderful husband. Um, it's only been a year, but I feel like it's been so many years. I couldn't even imagine life uh, before him at this point. Um, and we have a wonderful, beautiful baby boy who we just welcomed into the world this March, um, who is literally just my my, my pure sunshine. Um, and I'm just thankful to be here. Um, 
Um, I am currently an academic assistant principal at David Ellis Academy West in Redford, Michigan. And I serve um, grades three through five. And I also supervise our elective teachers. So I'm excited to share some things with you guys today um, that hopefully will be helpful, encouraging. And it's just awesome to be here. Yes, yes. And we love that. That's the one thing that I love about you, Maria. You just have always been like a ray of sunshine. That smile, that smile, that smile is worth uh, its weight in gold. And so for the people that are listening, uh, they don't get a chance to see that smile. But oh my God, if you can see the smile, she is truly, truly radiating. And so I just want to, you know, again, just share and and talk a little bit. Uh, We have a lot that's going on and I've been talking probably for the past couple of months about uh, emotional intelligence and how important it is for people to really, really press in and know that other part of you as as educators. And I know you went through the teacher education program and then you went on uh, to pursue your master's. And, you know, we're taught uh, a lot of things cognitively, but in school, we're not taught about the emotional side. And right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so it is so very, very important for that and everything. So I just want you to share with our um, our audience about uh, your inspiration for wanting to be a leader. So can you talk to us a little bit about, and let's inspire, because right now it can be draining. You know, I'm in a a principal um, Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And they talk a lot and they share different things. And it hurts my heart sometimes to hear what people are going through. And so share a little bit of inspiration of why you went um, into uh, leadership and then what you're doing right now to pivot. I will begin by saying and sharing with you guys um, about why I went into leadership Um why would you go into leadership in the world of education? Um, I think there's several different reasons, and I'm going to share with you the reasons for me. Um, One, as I mentioned, I am a third generation educator, and my grandmother and my mother, they both were teachers, and then they both went into administration as well. Um, So I saw both worlds, and it was intriguing to me. So that was something that was just kind of always on my heart. Um, to extend my knowledge first to see if that was something that I felt was a good fit for myself um, by pursuing my master's um, of public administration. And after I took uh, those courses and uh, the completion of the degree, I knew that it was for me. I knew that this was some work. It was going to be work for sure, (laughs) some hard work, but I knew that it was going to be great work and I knew it was a work to be done. Um, I think my first year of teaching as well, actually, which is great because for those of you, you may not know this, but Bridget was actually my first principal right out of college. So um, I remember being nervous and shaking in my boots in the office with her and having our interview. Um, But I, I asked God, I'm very spiritual and I asked God to lead me to the right place, take me to the school where I needed to be um, because I I wanted my career to start off in a good way so God could build me from there. And he connected me with Bridget. And I sat in her office. And that day during that interview, it was just like a supernatural interview. It was just amazing. And 
right in that moment, I knew that I needed to be under her leadership. So she probably doesn't know this, but she was going to hire me regardless because I was just going to show up for work, whether she said yes or no. <laughs> but I knew like I had to work under her. And I, it was a short period of time because our school ended up going through some transitions of closing earlier than um, we expected. But within that short amount of time, I learned so much from Bridget that it inspired me that I needed to continue my education and I needed to lead. And I knew that I wanted to be a leader similar to her. And I can remember some nights we would kind of stay a little later and I felt like, oh, I'm just out of college. And she's the principal let me learn with her and she let me work on data walls with her. And I'm sure some teachers probably run into the car, but I'm like, I want to stay, let me stay. And she's like, of course. And those discussions that we had, and your concern and your care for people. That yes. is something that truly inspired me. And I knew to be a good leader, you had to have a good heart and good character. So I would definitely say from my family and from my first teaching experience with Bridget Jackson, um, that I knew that I would only be teaching for a season, but I knew that in that season, I wanted to learn everything that I could learn under her administration. Yes. And I, I'm here today. I'm sitting here today um, in an administration role. So that is uh, for that portion of what inspired me to be a leader. Um, yeah. Now, leading in a pandemic. So 2020 has been a, a different type of year. Um, yeah. Like I said, I went through a few transitions. I've been in administration this is going on my third year being in administration. However, I was an academic assistant um, coach. So I worked with about 15 teachers, but I worked under a uh, an assistant principal. Um, so I was the person coaching everyone to get ready to be ready for the evaluator. Um, so I really yeah. enjoyed that as well. It was a wonderful opportunity for me to learn administration from a different viewpoint. So um, in 2020, an opportunity I opened up at Davis Academy West for me to transition to the academic assistant principal. And of course, um, coming out of that's what I went to school for. And that's what I know God created me for. I said, this is it. Middle of a pandemic or not. It's time to put on my AP hat and let's go to work. I knew it was going to be work and I knew it was going to be different, um, but I was up for the challenge and I was ready to go. So I'm going to share a few things that I think will be helpful for anybody who's already in this seat of an administrator and anybody who's inspiring, anybody who just needs to understand your administrator. Like, what are they thinking right now in the middle of a pandemic? Um, hopefully some of these insights will help you. So, one thing I love to say in the middle of this pandemic as an administrator, you must have grace. You must have grace with your staff. You must have grace with your students. You must have grace with yourself. You have yes. to have grace in this season because every day may look different. Some days I have some teachers who when the AM virtual classrooms are 100% like perfect. And then by PM they're like, Come on and over, Mayday. Mrs. Green, we need you. And I'm putting on my virtual cape and I'm logging into the Google Classroom. And um, one thing I love to do is to encourage the teachers because everyone feels like a first-year teacher. Yes. We've never done this before. So it doesn't matter if you have 30 years of experience or exactly. 30 seconds 
of experience. This is new. Um, it doesn't matter if you've been an administrator for 30 years. This is yes. new. Nobody has been an administrator in a pandemic. Um, so you have to keep those things in mind because I think we're so focused on being distinguished and rates yes. and highly effective. And these are the things that we're thinking about that we're not truly thinking about what is the most important core of this thing of teaching and education during a pandemic? And if we keep the main thing, the main thing, and administrator now, he teaches us that. He, he has taught me to lead with the kids in mind. Every yes. decision you make, think those kids. Um, I yes. like to say, what would I feel like if I was a third grader in the middle of a pandemic? How would I feel if I was just a virtual student? How would I feel if I only had a virtual teacher who I couldn't hug in the morning or I couldn't high five at the end of the day? And I think it's important for us to sympathize and empathize with each other and say, this is not something that we asked to be in. It's just something that we are in at this moment. And as an administrator, you have to remember those things. Um, yes, we have to evaluate. Yes, we have to do those things that nobody, you know, we got to do dirty work. We know that. But you can make it very neat in the midst of what everybody looks at as uh, they deem as, oh, no, here's the evaluator. I've always wanted to be the type of evaluator where people welcome me in, not say, oh, why are you here? You know, I want them to feel comfortable. So in the middle of chaos, in the middle of a pandemic, administrators, remember to make your staff feel comfortable. Comfortable to say, you know what? Virtual lesson didn't go. I don't know what happened, but I need you. That's what we're here for. Okay, let's take a look. Let's reflect. Let's do some research. Let's see what we can do to make it better. Um, But if you don't, this is the number one thing. And this is for teachers. This is for inspiring uh, administrators. This is for parents, family, and friends, and loved ones. I will say, (laughs) number one thing, you have to build relationships. Relationships, relationships, relationships. And I saw even Bridget Jackson, she showed me that relationships are so important. Rather, it's learning your staff member's dog's name and saying, the puppy, how's how's Bruno doing today? Those little things mean mean things, especially in the pandemic. I had one teacher, I asked about her daughter and she had told me this months ago that she was, you know, going to college and, you know, getting prepared and basketball and preparing. And the other day I said, how is that transition going with your daughter in the basketball? She said, you remember that? I said, absolutely. Uh, I do remember that. Those things, what's important to you is important to me. When we build those relationships, we can conquer a pandemic. We can conquer education, conquer the gaps that are being created because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We can do those things. Can I I share this uh, with you? You you just said it. You hit it on the head. Um, There's a quote that I always said all the time about people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And those little tiny things make such a big difference. So kudos for you. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm writing down. I'm taking notes about your 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 key points. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So I think that just building those relationships. And I think it's funny because with the teacher and administrator relationship, often we don't remember what we tell our teachers. Right. We tell our teachers okay. for the student teacher relationship. 
You need to build the relationships. You need to know that they need to know that you care. You need yes. to remember that it's relationships, relationships first. And we push that, but then we don't actually participate in that as an administrator. Yes. And I love it because my administrator now, he does that so well. He is so conscious of everyone. And we have a large staff, a K through A school, about three to four classes per grade level. We're big, about almost 800 students. And he still manages to make sure that he shows that he cares. I mean, he'll he'll know somebody's favorite and I'm just cracking up. Like, how did you know that they love Captain Crunch? It's the little things. Um, so <laughs> those relationships, yes. seriously, it's the, and, and connections, because you'll know I love it too. You know, so when you build those relationships, you create that connection, and then they, they're they able to learn from you. And it's the administration. Um, your teachers are not going to want to learn from you if you come in and like, all right, this is what it is. This is how it is. You know, we don't have any flexibility. We all have to be flexible pandemic. <laughs> okay like i'd love to tell my teachers you guys we usually pride ourselves in being flexible because we're teachers we never know what the day will look like or bring but now virtually you don't know if your internet is going to go out you don't know if you know exactly sleep on the other like hey wake up baby you know it's just all kind of stuff with the virtual world but i will yeah. say It's been some phenomenal things. So just remember, uh, my best advice is to remember to have grace for everyone involved, including yourself, because you're learning as well. Uh, And just to enjoy the moment, enjoy the season. Even though it's a lot of challenges, enjoy this season um, of growth. I like to think that this is a season of growth for all administrators and leaders. I love that. It's it is. It's definitely a season of growth for everybody. I'm literally writing notes for real. Uh, I, I call myself a lifelong learner. I'm always learning from people, and so yeah, you've turned flipped the script tonight. So I become the student, and you get to be the teacher. So teach me, teacher. Um, but this is, is this this is really wonderful. So I didn't know that your school was that large. I knew it was big. I didn't know that large. So, wow. So share with us about um, what you guys are doing for teamwork. How can people um, start developing that and make teaming work better? And I know you talked about building the relationships and the connections. Can you take that a little bit further? What can we do for teams to, if, if again, I'm having a difficult time, but if I work with everybody else, and now I got some momentum. So kind of share uh, your insights on that. One thing that our building that we're doing, we're trying to make people feel as connected as possible, where, if that makes any sense. Um, we do a lot of check-ins um, with the kids. A lot of things that we implement with the kids, we implement with the staff. Um, SEL, social emotional learning. We do that with our staff uh, on a okay. pretty consistent basis. We do check-ins where we'll send just a quick email and say, hey, send us your color heart. How are you feeling today? You know, and some days we'll see uh, great responses and some days we see, all right, throw out the uh, the life uh, boat. We got to go, you know, reel them in. Um, and those are the things that we do to help. Now, of course, before all of the virtual world, we had all kind of staff outings and things of that sort. So now we're trying to do those things virtually. Um, We're trying to have our Zoom fun times and our our great meetings. We try not to make it so um, just completely academics and we don't ask, how are you doing today? You know, but dig into the data. How are you just doing? You know, how are you doing in general? And sometimes people just need a moment to 
to talk. And I think as teachers, we talk a lot. I mean, I know I talk a lot. (laughs) So as an administrator, you have to learn how to listen. And um, sometimes you, if you just listen, carefully to what people are saying and you can kind of pick up on their needs and um the thing about my school that I love we have a leadership team okay so that means it's not all on one person so what Mm -hmm. we have been doing for years which I think this has really prepared us for a time such as this in a pandemic we all work together so we have just a leadership team that motivates the staff we work for the staff we serve the staff. That's what we do. Um, okay. So we have um, assistant principals. Um, it's three of us. We have academic as, as coaches that are under each principal that help each grade band. Um, and then we also have our students. We have our social worker. We have our SPAD director. Um, we have our reading specialists and our math specialists. We have our team of leaders who literally we meet on how to lead. Um, we literally look and sit down and our, the, the top of our umbrella is our administrator of all operations and it's phenomenal. And the the funny thing is I actually went to this school child, um, in third grade, I started the school and he was there when I was in third grade. So we have a joke because he's always like, okay, Maria, I know, you know, since you was little, (laughs) but it's phenomenal that I was a student and now I'm his staff, but I'm learning. Like I said, God always orders my steps. Um, and he's phenomenal at making sure that we lead together. One yes. unison mindset and a purpose. And um, we do that by meeting often. Our, our leadership team on call. I told my husband, I said, I feel like we're doctors right now. <laughs> we are doctors <laughs> of education yes. because we're on call. There are times where I have parents who are calling me in the middle of dinner or some things. And I, I'm one, I'm married to a wonderful man, thankfully. So he's like, you put your APK full and I got you. I got the baby. Um, but he allows me to take those moments where we're on call. And I'm like, I need to talk to this parent. You know, they, they work during the day. I can't reach them then. We have to accommodate everybody at this point. Um, so we just literally try to accommodate as much as possible. We don't say, well, it's Saturday, so we can't focus on that. You know, the funny thing is with our staff, and I think we do this better with them. We try to help balance (laughs) on the opposite end of things because they do have to have an opportunity to just shut it all down so they can recharge. It's just like a computer when you keep it on and you never turn it down. Then all of a sudden when you need it the most, it won't come on or it, it goes out on you because you forgot. Like I need to start it over. It's a computer. It needs to reset. Um, so we encourage our staff to reset. We encourage ourselves to try and balance it all out. Um, as a leader, though, to be frankly transparent, it is it's a challenge to do that in the pandemic because it's some things where it's like articles come out, the governor's speaking, and literally we're like checking our beepers to say, everybody, seven o'clock, get in front of the TV. We need to know what's next. We need to know what grants are coming out. We need to know what bills have been passed. We need to know what's going on with assessments. It's so much um, going on. Um, It's a lot of moving parts. So I say just to be patient with all of the moving parts. Um, And it's just allowed me to learn more. I, I look at it that way. I look at it like this is an opportunity for me to learn as much as I can. Um, I think once you say, well, hey, I was the principal in the pandemic, people understand um, how much, you know, you've really been doing in education. So I would just say that um, we lead together. 
Um, and we really care about our teachers. Uh, we, if whatever it is, whether it's a $25 Amazon gift card, a coffee thing to say, hey, we know you're tired, but here's a Starbucks card for the day. Go get a drink on us. Um, we just try to make people feel appreciated um, yeah. as a leadership team. So our head leader will say, hey, it's time to do something for them. We need to do something special. Let's try this. Let's do that. Um, so it's a lot of different things that we do to try and keep the momentum up. Um, and I just think that it, we try to have fun in the middle of it all. Um, wow. we, we brought That's a comedian awesome. on. We brought a comedian on, uh, Eddie B. I don't know if you heard of him, but he's awesome. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Hurd, he hired him to come in and do one of our meetings. And it just made people, you know, everybody's uptight and like, what's next? What are you going to say? And when he came on, everybody was able to just you know, breathe and enjoy themselves and laugh. Um, and I think we need more of that. We need some more enjoyable moments uh, for the staff and for ourselves as well. I know I was laughing and it just made my night. So just to remember, try to keep it fun, just like the students. We have to do some fun things in the classroom. We have to do some fun things with our staff. So I would definitely say those are the things that we're doing to try and keep that momentum up and think about their That's emotional awesome. well-being. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing all of that. This is just absolutely wonderful. And the greatest thing is just to see how far you've come, how much you have, you know, grown just in, um, again, not just in being a person, but just all around, just listening to you is just really, really phenomenal. And so you've given some great nuggets. As I said, uh, I have become the student. I am writing and taking notes down here. What else would you like <laughs> the listening audience? Oh, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. What else would you like our listening audience to know? You know, after all, our mission for ordained educator is to motivate, to inspire. And if no other time, Right now is the greatest and the biggest time for people to have inspiration because we have to know that as educators, we're essential. You know, we're, we're very much just as much needed, but that burnout is true. So share some little tidbits to help with that burnout. And just again, to turn sometimes if you got that frown to turn it, like they say, turn that frown upside down and turn it into a smile. So what else would you like to share? So um, last thoughts on what I would like to share before I leave you guys today. Um, again, I to say thank you for even having me. I'm yet again honored. Um, and one thing that stands out is how essential you are. And actually my t-shirt, I had this made for myself um, before I went into face-to-face -face work um, just to motivate myself. And it says, I'm an assistant principal, classy, educated, and essential. And um, the reminder to say the work we do is essential and the work that we do is needed never before. If there was ever a time when a child needed to feel loved yes. and needed to feel connected to a teacher, that is mm -hmm. now. Yes. We have um, talked about how do we get parents involved in the village and yes. my advice is to take advantage of the village that we have just been thrown into needing at a time like this. Um, yes. Talk to parents. I say, who's the village? Because we know right now we all have different circumstances. My school is 100% virtual right now, which means that the kids are home with someone. So rather that's grandpa, 
whether that's great auntie, whether that's dad, whether that's mom who's working from home too in the other corner. Um, we have to remember those things. We have to remember that we're literally all in this together. Um, I did parent-teacher conferences um, this week, virtually. First ever virtual conference. I tell my parents, we're making history here. You should be proud of yourself. We're making history. We're going to be in the history books. Our great-grandchildren are going to read this. And it's true. We're literally living and making history every day. And I want educators to remember that. You go into those virtual classrooms and you may not have the best moment or you're struggling because you're like, this shouldn't be this way. We understand. You're an, if you're an administrator, they understand. Um, but we need push. We need you to push past the pressure of, of the unknown. Push past the, the fears. Because we're all in this uncertain world right now. And fear can take over. But my advice is to not let it change your purpose. Don't let it change what you were ordained. And I love that name because we were all ordained to do something. Yes. And if education is what you were ordained to do, you're, or you are ordained to do it in a pandemic. You are ordained to do it virtually. You are ordained to do it on the street and face to face. It doesn't matter. When you are ordained to do something, you will be given the grace to do it. And remember that, to stay encouraged and to understand that it's going to get better each day. I've had parents say, honestly, we, we got it now. This virtual thing, we get it. It's going well. And in the beginning, they were like, oh, no, we can't virtual. But now, now they're excited. Now the kids are like, yep, I just finished my pancakes. Just ate them. Now let's get the morning meeting. You know, they're getting it. These kids are, they, they are flexible. They adjust well. And that's something we have to take advantage of. They're adjusting yes. to what's going on right now. So take advantage of that, that ability for them to adjust. And even though this is not the normal and this, this is the norm that we're living in right now, my advice is to embrace it. Um, mm -hmm. I've had one teacher today, she was singing with the class and they were just having fun and I'm up and I'm singing and I'm dancing. And, you know, we just needed that moment, that brain break. Adults need brain breaks. You need a brain break. Take a brain Girl, break. I right? did a brain break. I did a okay. brain break for my work yesterday. I had uh, some meetings and I'm I'm building these webinars and I'm doing and Ooh. I got up and in my home office and I did me a go noodle. <laughs> with my grown Yes. Yes, you have to do yeah. it sometimes. But literally, I was in a virtual classroom and I just stopped and I said, wait, everybody stop. We need a moment. I put I put noodle on. I said, we need to dance. We got to get moving. And those kids were happy and dancing and excited. And I mean, these are the, remember, things that you would do in the classroom, you can do them virtually. You can share your screen. You can and dance with your students and build those relationships. Just allow yourself to try it. Try new, afraid. Um, don't think that you should have it all figured out because we're all figuring it out together. Um, so just be encouraged. Remember what you were ordained to do. Remember your purpose. Your purpose has a plan um, and you're going to work that plan. I believe in you. Um, if you're already here, that means that you are already 
following a phenomenal leader, continue to follow her, um, continue to use her services, and then share it with somebody who needs it. Because I think that's the problem. We don't share enough with our people and, you know, then they get left out. And we need to share. We have so much wonderful things going on, so much, so many gifts. So share it. Who wants to have a gift underneath the tree for the whole year and not give it to the person? You want to give that gift. So give the gift of Bridget, okay? I was given the gift of Bridget in 2014 and the gift just keeps on giving. So I love Bridget. Thank you again for having me. I am so excited to be with you tonight and I just love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, That is too cute. You're just too too kind um the gift of the gift of i have to use that one the gift of bridget (laughs) i love it (laughs) yes we'll definitely um appreciate having you on thank Um, you i'm still working just trying to fix that screen thing uh but Definitely, definitely glad to have you on. And this has just been phenomenal. So I wrote down six takeaways and I hope our listening audience actually uses this. And if nothing else, to hear the laughter in your voice, to hear uh, the enthusiasm that was radiating as you were talking. Um, to understand and know that we will get through this. You said it, embrace the situation because it's here, but to realize that we're making history and um, it might not have been the history we wanted to make, but we're here and we can get through it and we can get through it together. Um, Have always been one of my favorite things to say. Um, Together is two plus get plus there. When you combine those letters together, you have the word together. And so I Thank you for joining me and coming together tonight. I love you back and uh, appreciate these tidbits. This was just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And so if people want to uh, find out more about who Maria Green is, are you out there on um, social media? Do you have a platform? I am. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, Mrs. M-R-S Maria, M-A-R-I-A-C as in cat and green like the color. So Mrs. Maria C. Green. You can follow me there. I have some things in education that I like to post. And of course, Facebook, you can find me Maria C. Green as well. I like to share a few things there. So. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, we hope everybody will follow. And as as she said, share, share this. And it's not about uh, me. This is definitely not about, you know, I'm not trying to build this uh, mega following. I mean, if, you know, whatever happens, happens. But my goal every day is inspiring. And and Maria, you said that and you know that that's my my true heart. And when uh, I saw people uh, suffering and as I was talking to educators across the country and different people were saying this and saying that. You know, I decided uh, in 2019 to do this podcast, which I said I was going to start back in 2011 and uh, actually uh, 2009, 2009, I went to this conference and people were talking about podcasts and it was kind of new back then. And I was like, I was going to do it and I never did it. And now I just said last year, you know what? No, I don't care. I'm diving in. I'm still learning as I go. But the thing is, is that you know, it's a message to share. And so if you were blessed by this message, you know, we're asking you to go and share that with other people. Um, send this this podcast to 
somebody else to listen to that might need just to laugh, you know, to hear the enthusiasm in Maria's voice and just, again, put a smile on their face. So we have been blessed, blessed, blessed to have the lovely Mrs. Uh, Maria C. Green. Uh, I was going to say when she said that, he put a ring on it. (laughs) So we're just still still happy about um, that beautiful wedding and and just what has come out of that in the wonderful, wonderful little baby, our um just just precious um but thank you so much maria thank you audience for listening to us and uh again share give us a like give us a review thank you for tuning in to this episode of ordained educator with the fabulous maria c green to contact maria please go to our show notes we want to remind you of the tips that she shared with us so valuable today number one show grace number two encourage others. Number three, sympathize and empathize and lead with the kids in mind. Number four, build those relationships, create connections. Number five, be very patient during this time. And finally, number six, keep it fun. Enjoy, embrace the fun. Again, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go to our show notes for more information about how to contact us to give us any show ideas to appear as a guest on our podcast or just to give us some feedback. Again, this has been your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. And don't forget, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win. You are a winner.